this evening comes from John chapter 15. Uh, it's from verses 1 through to 17. John 15, 1 through to 17. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that that it will be even more fruitful. You are, are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be, may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay, one's, sorry, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father and have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Hey everyone, my name's Jason. Oh, it's good to be here, isn't it? Like to get together and praise. I've just been on holidays up the coast. It's wonderful to enjoy. God's creation down by the sea and the fresh air was good up there too, which was great. Praise the Lord for the rain that we've had. Now tonight we're looking at some, a statement that Jesus said about himself, one of these I am's. And so we want God to just show us and stir in our hearts to show us Jesus tonight. So I'm just going to lead us in prayer and pray that, yeah, God just really move amongst us this evening. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you so much that we can meet together. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you show us yourself. And Lord, as we look over these words in, in the Bible, we pray that you just put a fire in our hearts for you. We pray you just open our eyes, pray that you challenge us. And God, we pray that you work your spirit and show us how we can respond to you as your people tonight, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, how do you get change? 
Now, some, some things are easy to change, some things are hard to change. And so sometimes we look at people and we think, oh man, they're going through so much trouble, it's going to be hard for them to turn that around. Like, it's great seeing, you know, this week the kids are going off on their camp, which is awesome, all these kids getting together, hearing about Jesus, having time, with some of you guys leading great work, and they're going to come this a safe place, safe place for them to be. Because when you hear some of their stories, like they've got tough backgrounds. They've got, what some, for some of them, you know, they've got parents in prison, other parents with addictions. And you just look at their life, it's like, how are they going to get changed? Is it possible for them like, to get out of this and work? And we, we just see there's lots of challenges f- for them. And for all of us, we, we have different challenges. Everyone's different. And maybe as we look back on last year, 2019, you can see from the start, you know, there's things that you grew in over that year. And you, you can look and say, wow, like I, I just really changed and matured like in something. And you're, like, you're praying about it and you're seeking God and you saw him work in your life and made you grow. And as you look at this year, like you look ahead and you, and you, you can see things in your life. They think, yeah, I, I want to I see change in this area. I want to see change. And maybe like each, for each person, everyone's different. Hey, like, so maybe for some people, you have these, there's these fears that dominate your thinking. And they sort of box you in and hold you back. Or maybe there's people pleasing in your heart and it, there's just, just rules and reins in how you do things. Or maybe it's apathy and that just not interested and, and not caring, sort of standing back. And you, you see that and you say, I want, I want to see that change. Or maybe there's a, a victim outlook where you think, oh, the world's against me. Everything's too much for me. And you look with these attitudes and perspectives and you're thinking, yeah, I want to see change in that. So for you, what do you struggle with and what do you want to see change in 2020? For you in your, in your life, in your personal walk with Jesus, what do you want to see transformed and changed? Or as, as, you know, as people of God made by him, loved by him, how do we get the changed life that he wants in us? You know, we, we're his. How do we get the life that he wants for us? We're going through this series, I Am. So we're looking, you know, I'm the light of the world. I'm the shepherd. You know, we've got other ones. You know, I'm the way, the truth, the life. They just shine lights on who Jesus is. And tonight we've got I am the vine. And this, this picture of the vine, it's not a new one in the Bible. You know, Isaiah 5, Isaiah 27, it gives us this image. This image, it's like there's this vine growing up. It's talking about God and his people, his people Israel. God's going to build his people up. He cares for that vine. He protects it. He prunes it. This is the picture coming out. So God and his people, God working amongst his people and seeing them produce fruit and grow. And Jesus is going to pick up this image as well about the vine. And he's, he declares who he is. And this, this is going to tell us, I am, you know, I'm, this is what I am like. This is my character. This is how I do things. And it says, verse 1, I am the true vine. I'm the true vine. And so that the vine grows up, right? The vine grows and then the branches come out to the side, you know. The, and the vine is, you know, it's at the core, the vine's at the core and it ensures that all the nutrients flow out to the branches so they can produce fruit and grow further, you know, and the, the vine brings, you know, and Jesus brings. 
And in this passage, Jesus brings different things as, as a vine for his people. It says, verse 9, he brings love. Verse 11 brings joy. Answered prayer in verse 7, and God is alive in us. And all these things flow out of Jesus to God's people. They flow out of Jesus to, like if you trust Jesus, to you. So Jesus He's the vine. It's like the network, the, the river that flows out and brings blessing to God's people. Now, I've got this uh, cord here. Jesus like the cable, right? He's bringing out the electricity that comes. Like without it, if this is all turned off, there's no action here, right? There's no light. But Jesus brings this connection and makes this come alive, right, to bring light to us. Or, or this one, check this out. We got... I'm not really sure what this one's for. Are you guys... I don't really need this one. It's like, what do you guys do with this? You know, it's like... But the only way this is going to work is if you've got the cable bringing the electricity in. And, you know, Jesus is the vine bringing the love in, bringing the joy and the hope. This is Jesus. He is the vine. He's the vine. And he expands out this illustration, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. And it's Jesus' disciples, they're, they're the branches. And he calls them, verse 4, to remain in him. So remain, remain in me. Remain means to abide, in another translation, or stay connected to Jesus. He calls them to stay connected to him. And he tells them to remain in me as I also remain in you. So Jesus is connected to his people. And he's calling on them to stay connected to him. Now, to be honest with this illustration, I, I'm not a good gardener at all. In fact, like, if you're a plant at our house, it's not a safe place to be. They pretty much all die, right? We're, we're good at keeping the kids alive, but the plants, they, they don't last too long and it's not safe for them. But Jesus talks about the father being a gardener. Verse 1 says, says this, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. So the fake disciples, they're cut off, but the true disciples, the one trusting in Jesus, following after him, they're, they're trimmed and they're pruned and they're shaped. And the aim is what? To produce even more fruit. To produce more fruit. So what is the fruit? The fruit he's talking about changed lives lived for Jesus. And this change can only take place if we remain in him. So verse 4, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Well, this makes sense. We've got like this plant illustration. You've got a vine, you cut it off and put it in the corner. It's just going to gradually wilt away and die. But it's, if it stays, you know, stays where it is, stays growing, if it's on, on the vine, it's going to stay alive. You know, like this illustration, you know. Like this over here. We've got the cable. Like things are good, you know. We're, our hair's looking awesome with, and dry with this and the light's going. But if we disconnect, it's, like, it's all turned off, right? And so like the same thing, like if we, if we disconnect from Jesus, then we do not have strength to grow and change. If, we, if we're like cut off from him, 
then nothing's going to happen. It's not going to work. And those, like for us, if we're thinking about this year, 2020, I want to grow in godliness in this area. The only way that's going to happen is if we stay connected to Jesus. The only way it's going to happen is if we're with him, because if we cut off, it's not going to work out, is it? And so it's a warning for us, this passage. So don't, dis- don't disconnect, like connect yourself in to Jesus. Now, so, f- so for this first section of the passage, let's think of some ways that we can stay connected. I encourage you to do the things that help you be connected with Jesus. You know, meet with the people who help you stay close with Jesus. Read the Bible yourself. Listen to sermon uh, podcasts, you know, audio Bibles. You know, if you're someone, you're here and you don't follow Jesus yet, like keep coming back because like these lines about Jesus, I am, we're, we're learning so much about him. We've got a course called Alpha and we have these meals together and we can sit around and chat and um, hear a bit about Jesus. So come and join in those. What about for growth groups? Years about the startup. This is like such a special opportunity where we can share life together in growth groups and like look at God's word and like look at what it means for us in our chapter in our life at these stages so to the things that help you be connected to Jesus you know it's great watching you guys like seeing you pursue after him like you're here to know you, you want to know Jesus you want to celebrate him and you want to be you want to be close to him but it's not all just about the events is it Staying connected with Jesus, not just about, I'm going to do this event and that event. Staying connected with Jesus is also about a a way of life. About like this way that we live, you know, our eyes looking to Jesus like constantly, just praying to him spontaneously all the way through the day. And it just flows into our home life and our work life and study and our holiday and rest and our fun. And, and you, you just intentionally with Jesus, connecting with him, whatever's going on in your life. That, that's what it is, isn't it? Like staying tight with him, walking with him. And it is a way of life to be connected with Jesus. Now being connected with Jesus means we're going to become more like him. And this might mean doing a bit of gardening yourself. It might mean doing a bit of pruning in your life and just like cutting some of those things off that Jesus hates. It might mean cutting off some of those things where the way your way of thinking is not in line with the way that Jesus is thinking or some of your actions they don't please him and so it's like cutting them off like it's changing being transformed as we follow after Jesus and this is not like some guilt driven thing now this is driven by a love for Jesus it's relational we're on this journey of growth and maturity and we do all of that verse 8 talks about for the glory of God like, and that was awesome what Lisa was uh, showing us tonight about that, those prayers, you know, ad- adoration, confession, thanks, supplication. That first one, you know, adoration, like bringing the praise to God. We, we can bring praise to God by our lives, can't we? When, we? when we live to please God and honor Him and obey Him. So this year, as you experience great things that are going to come up this year, stay connected with Jesus. And when things are hard this year, Stay connected with Jesus. Because you know what? Jesus is the vine. It says something more. It, doesn't, it says he's the true vine. 
See, others are going to claim they've got this way to get the strength. They've got this way like, to bring the change in your life. But you know what? Look at Jesus. He rose again from the dead. He's the God of power and strength, the strength to help us be transformed. And he has the power to build you up and build us up as his people, to rebuild and to care for and carry us because he is the true vine. In verse 9 to 17, Jesus leaves behind this agriculture image and uh, he says this, remain, before he said remain in me, this time he says, verse 9, remain in my love. And Jesus then explains what it means to remain in his love. Verse 10, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. So to walk in Jesus' love is to obey what he teaches. And this is what Jesus himself did. This is what it goes on to explain. Just as I kept my Father's commands, like Jesus obeying the Father, and just as he remains in the Father's love, he's calling us to remain in God's love and obey God. Now in other parts of the Bible... It talks about loving God, you know, as we listen to him, as we pray to him, as we praise him. And this time it says we love God by obeying him. And sometimes we might feel a bit shy. It's like, oh, I don't just feel comfortable with this idea. Obey him. And so I don't want anyone telling me what I'm meant to do with my life. You know, this is my life. Don't tell me what to do. But then as we, as we think about this more, he made us. He gave us life. He cares for us. He saved us. And he's our Lord who has rescued us or his followers. Of course we want to obey him. And it makes sense. If, if you love God, you love what he's about. If you're amazed at his heart and how he relates, if you love those things, you want to do those things as well. If you love how God loves the outsider, you want to obey God and love the outsider too. If you love how God is gracious, like how, how he just reaches out, how he cares for the people around, then you want to obey him and be gracious to the people around you. God calls us to obedience. And we obey God, and this brings joy. Sounds strange, doesn't it? Obeying God, bringing joy. Let's, let's check it out. Verse 11 it says, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. See, a life that follows Jesus' ways is a life of love and it's a life that brings joy. And as the obedience increases, the joy increases, a, a life that's focused on Jesus, that's focused on his teaching and centered on him, it's going to make us grow in joy. It's going to make us grow in that joy. And we're going to grow in the joy because it tells us we're his friends. Verse 13, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus is talking about, you know, he died, you know, he died on the cross, didn't he? He died on the cross, he laid his life down. And this doesn't just say, you know, Jesus died for everyone, the world, whatever. He died for his friends. It's got this personal touch. And if you're somebody who trusts in Jesus, like... You're being called here his friend. You're a friend of, the, friend of God. Friend of God who made the whole world, who made all the people in this room. You're, you're friends with him and he calls you his friend. Oh, it's like, who that, that person? Yeah, that, that's my friend. And that's how he sees you. And this is why we can have joy, isn't it? 
as we walk this life connected with Jesus as his friend. And also, verse 16, chosen by him. There's a joy in that. Chosen for something, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. So God chooses us. He calls us out to be his people so that we have this transformed life in Jesus. And it finishes off with, with a command. He, just like, he starts off, with, doesn't he, like verse 9, it's like remaining my love, and he ends it off with re- repeating it in another way at the end. It's like, this is my, my command, love each other. Remain in that love, and as you experience that love, as you walk as a friend of God chosen by him, then bear fruit and love each other. It's awesome to see the love that you guys have. Like, it's great knowing when, like, you can see when different people are going through trouble here, the way people reach out. Like, we don't always get this right, but we, it's great seeing in your lives as you walk together, seeing in your growth groups how you care for each other so many times. It's awesome. At this time, with the fire, seeing the great generosity that goes on. You know the RFS people, like the sacrifice and the courage that they give, the SES and the background work that they do. What about the other week um, where we, as a church, contacted the RFS at Albion Park and said, hey, is there a way we can help? It? Like, we don't want to be annoying. It's like, is there anything that you need? And they gave us a list of things. And, you know, and the other week there was 80 people out here just packing food and getting stuff together so we could give and show love in like a really practical way to, to care and support other people. And it, it's just great to see God at work amongst us, you know. Leaders taking teenagers to LIT this week and like leading on the kids' camp. Like, see, you can see your love for God, see God's love as, you know, as we walk as his friends. As we experience the love he has for us, that Jesus will die for us, and then that flowing out, just see, it's awesome to see that in your lives. As you think about love and being practical, I want to encourage you this week to take some time to think about who it is that you can love this week. And not just out, that we don't just walk outside, you know, we've got to be loving, man. Like, no, it's like, let's be specific. Who... Who can you love? And in what way and when and where? You know, who needs a listening ear? Who needs some financial help? Who needs affirmation and support? Just take the time to pray. May God put on our hearts people that we can love in this community. And may, yeah, we just be driven by that love that God has shown for us. Well, this is a spur on, isn't it? Stay connected with Jesus. And as you experience his love, as you experience his love and know it, that he died for you, his love inspires us, doesn't it? And it just overtakes us and it compels us to love in practical ways. So, oh, let's, let's follow what Jesus is telling us. He's command, you know, he's commanding us as his people. Like if you trust Jesus, he's saying to all of us, you know, love each other. So let's be practical. Let's step out just compelled and overtaken by God's love to keep loving each other. Now in this passage, it talks about Jesus being connected to us. 
So Jesus being connected to us brings life and love and joy in our lives, right? This, you know, Jesus being connected to us. And then us being connected to Jesus brings obedience and love for others. Like, see how these things work? Because Jesus is the vine. Jesus being connected to us brings life and love and strength. And us being connected to Jesus brings obedience and love for others. I started off asking this question, how do we get change? How do we see change in our lives? I started talking about maybe kids coming from tough backgrounds. How, are they ever, how is it possible for them to see change? Well, you know what? It is possible because Jesus is the vine and he's the source of hope and peace and joy and he can transform these kids as they come and hear about Jesus and they're just shaped and moulded by him. That, that change is possible. And you know, as you look at your year ahead, maybe you're thinking, I want to see this change, but maybe you've got some doubts. If you know, that change is possible because Jesus is mighty and he loves you and he cares for you and he's connected to you. He's connected to you. You've got the spirit of Jesus in your heart. And as you are thinking about this area of godliness you want to see growth in, where you want to mature and be shaped by him, it's possible because Jesus is mighty. Jesus, the vine, is the source of love and peace and hope. So stay connected to him. Do not break off from him. Do not break off, but stay connected to Jesus. Remain in him and in his love. Now, as I end, like, for us as a church, for us to be a light in DAPTO in 2020, for us to hold out the news of Jesus like to our community and in our workplaces and at uni and wherever we are, for us to be able to show this love to each other and to care for each other and to grow, to do all that, we need to stay connected to Jesus because he is the source of life and hope and peace. You know, Jesus is the one who builds and rebuilds. And may you do that mightily in our lives in 2020. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for Jesus that he is the vine. We thank you that he's the source of hope and love and peace. And we pray, God, that you just be working in us, that you'll flow into our lives, your building and rebuilding work, and that you'll shape us, Lord. Lord, as you stir in our hearts areas you want us to grow, Lord, we pray that you'll fill us and strengthen us to grow in godliness this year and be more like Jesus. We thank you, God, that you're connected to us. Strengthen us to stay connected with you. We, Lord, as we're tempted to wander off and chase this and that, we pray you'll strengthen us, Lord, to go tight with you, to stay connected with you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.